Hello and welcome to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We're a startup church we just planted in September 2020. And at the Kalamazoo Church, we believe that Christianity is done best when it is done together. And so if you live in the Kalamazoo area, we would love to connect. Be it coming to a Sunday service, one of our small groups, or even just grabbing coffee with a member to learn more. You can visit kalamazoo.church in order to do that. We pray that you are inspired by what you hear today. Very good. Uh, well, welcome, everybody. Uh, you can uh, turn over to 1 Corinthians 3. Welcome to spring for today uh, and for now. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but, uh, but we do know it's at least spring today. Uh, right. I, what are you, you going to do? This is Michigan. You guys, uh, this is... Uh, this is just life, this is Midwest, so we, we all know what we're getting into. We know the drill. But yeah, we know the drill, exactly. Uh, this is the, the start. It's an exciting time in the life of a Christian, really. This is the, we're, we're beginning this, this holy week that's going to, uh, it's going to seem to, according to the world, stop on Friday. Right. When Jesus dies, and we understand that's not, that's not true because he, he then rose again, and that's that's, it, it's an exciting time. This is the celebration for a Christian in the life of a disciple. This is like our Super Bowl. This is our, I was going to say our Christmas, but Christmas should be when Jesus is born. <laughs> this, is, this is our, uh, this, is, this is the amazing time in our faith. And so I would say where, wherever you're at, take it one step further. If you feel like you're in a little bit of a rut this week, uh, really leading up to this week, that's, that's okay. That's life. That's going to happen, but but take steps forward then this week. If you feel like you're on a spiritual high, keep moving, keep going higher. Uh, we're in this series, it's our identity in Christ. And last week, we really, we talked about deceived identity. And we, we said that the world and Satan really tries to get us to, to look at our pains and our pleasures and God is saying, well, well think about your bigger purpose. Uh, there's, there are things that are bigger and greater than just our pain and our pleasure. Yeah, amen. Today, we're, we're talking about achieved identity. So first deceived and then achieved identity. We're, we're talking about a reality that your identity is built by your life choices. Okay. And we, we, know, we know that's true. I know people who have been given the world. I, I, I've got a buddy who seemingly, he, had, he has everything in life. He had two great parents, has two great parents that, that love him. He, they were engaged. There was a security financially. Uh, he was afforded dozens of opportunities to do well in school, to go to college. You fill in the blank. This guy, this guy had it. He's, he's living, jumping job to job. There's no stable relationship uh, that, that he's in. He's out of touch with reality, and, and from time to time, the, the cops are, are involved here. And then I, I know another guy who had a haphazard home life, single parent, struggles all through his life, every reason to say, the world beat me up, and I, I, you know, I just was dealt a, a bad, bad hand. Parents never married, unsure if he's going to be able to eat all week. 
And yet he has a secure job. He's married. He's focused on, on living his life uh, for God. And you, you think about those, those two people and you look on the outside and say, well, this one has it all figured out or this one should have it all figured out. But our, our identity is built by our life choices. And so the choices that you make, it, it determines your identity even more than how you grew up and how you were raised. Yeah, Good stuff, Jay. Bring it. We're talking, we're in 1 Corinthians 3. Okay. We're going to talk about the identity that's formed and built through the choices that we make. And to build something strong, if it's a relational bond, or if it's some kind of big building, or if it's a career, or if it's our relationship with Jesus, it takes intentionality and it takes commitment. Elaborate structures, they're not, they're, they don't form their sel- themselves. They're, they don't happen by mistake. Right, yeah. In 1 Corinthians Three says, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder and someone else is building on it, but each one should build with care. And so in this, just pause here, we're going to look through 1 Corinthians uh, 3, a lot of it, but the start though is, is Paul is talking and he's talking to a, a church and he's talking about God's, God's people. And so there's, there's a truth though, in, in our lives, there's what, it, what we're called to be and, and really what it talks about is that there's master builders. And you think about someone who is a master builder, and I know I'm not a master builder. I read the directions, I don't, I don't get super far. You, you actually, you don't learn how to be a master builder on YouTube either. You learn how to, you learn, but you learn a lot, you really do. But you don't learn how to be a master builder on, 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 on YouTube. You, you learn a lot and I've, I've experienced that, but the, the call is, is to be a master builder in our lives and the decisions that we make to, to build masterfully. Mm-hmm. Really, so many of our decisions I would put before us are one of two things. We either make decisions based on our desires or we make decisions based on wisdom. Good stuff, bro. And so to juxtapose these, these two, you think, well, what does desire ask? Desire asks, how can I get what I want? Mm-hmm. Wisdom asks, is it godly? Is it the best? Is it the best? Will it last? What's, what's going to be the result of, of these decisions and, and these desires? And for, for, for us, we think about what, what does wisdom then look like? It, it, it looks like somebody who's going to make a decision in their dating relationship to save intimacy for marriage. That's a wise decision. It looks like yeah. married couples who decide we've made a commitment to one another. And so although we are really frustrated with one another, we're, we're not going to, to, to speak and raise our voices and say things that we're going to regret. Yeah. In, in, in both of these, what do you do? Well, if you say intimacy for, for marriage in your, in your dating relationship, you build trust. Yeah. If you, for, for marrieds uh, in, your, in your marriage, if you choose to, to speak kindly to your spouse, even when you don't want to, you, you, build, you build intimacy. Yeah. These are decisions that are totally contrary to what you want to do in the moment, though, aren't they? Yeah. This is making decisions that, that are not based on feelings. They're based on something bigger. They're, they're not based on desire. They're based on wisdom. Amen. And, but then you think about what does folly look like? And I would put before you that we all make decisions uh, based on our desires, but outside of wisdom. 
And there's three main uh, there's three main factors that that we make decisions based on. All right, tell us about them. One is is in haste. It says in Proverbs twenty one five, the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. And so whatever kind of decision that you look back on your life and you say that was not very wise, probably was made in haste. The, the other way is in anger. James 1.20 says, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And the third is that you made a decision when you were alone. The way the fool seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. I bet that the worst decision that you've made in your life has a, at least one of these components in it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and for, for you and for me, we have to be really considerate and thoughtful that if we are going to build wisely, then we need to run away from these things. We need to run away from making decisions in haste. We need to run away from making decisions in anger. We need to run away making decisions when we're alone. That's a commitment that, that we're making if we want to be followers of Christ. That's right. It, it, also, it also says, and I, I want to I say, you look at, again, the worst decisions you've made. It feels like, man, how can I make it back? There's, there's couples who you know, step out of uh, you know, the, the marriage boundary and, and have, have, there's affairs and, and you think about that or you think about dating relationships who've messed up in their, in their dating relationship. Or you think about somebody who has done drugs at work or looked up this or that on the, on the internet while they were at work. And you can ask any of them. And certainly it, it doesn't, it doesn't start there, but it, it leads there. And there's a thought if you're, if you're anything like me, well, I can't make it out of that. Uh, you can just write this down though. It's, it's really cool. In Jeremiah 18, um, it's, it's a story of basically God takes, uh, takes Jeremiah to go to, go to this, this potter's house, basically. And this guy's like making this awesome clay structure. But then it, it gets marred in his hands and it, it gets messed up, basically. And, and then it shows just in that same little uh, avenue that it gets messed up. But he sees the potter so masterfully make it into something that's a little bit different, but still amazing. Yeah. And it, it says... Uh, if at any time, and this is, this is God then talking to Jeremiah, he says, look at how the potter, uh, how awesome it was. Although things didn't go exactly as planned, the potter still did something amazing with it. It says, if at any time I announce that a nation or a kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down and destroyed, this is God talking now and he's giving this lesson to Jeremiah that applies to us. And if that nation, I warned, repents of its evil, then I will relent and not inflict on it the disaster I had planned. And if at another time I announce that, that a nation or kingdom is to be built up and planted, and if that nation does evil in my sight and does not obey me, then I will reconsider the good I had intended to do for it. Wow. Wow. And so understand, understand this, though, that we, we certainly we make mistakes and we've made decisions in haste, in anger, and we've made decisions while we were alone. That's not the end of the story, though. God... God can continue to work in, in your life. Amen. And so take that to the bank as well. I don't want to be just this, this negative uh, speaker this morning. That the, the next thing, let's keep reading. It's 1 Corinthians 3, verse 11. It says, For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. 
This is our bread and butter. This is, this is not news to any of us showing up here. But in our choices, it says Jesus has to be the foundation. And I would say virtually everybody here would say that Jesus is one of the influences that, that, that we, we use to make decisions. Uh, yeah. But if you look at any bad decision you've made in your life, or any decision that you regret in your life, it's because Jesus wasn't the primary factor in this decision. He wasn't the foundation. Certainly he was in the sphere. If you look at a pyramid, he was, he was somewhere in the pyramid, but he wasn't, he wasn't the foundation of the pyramid in, in how you made your decision. Yeah. You know, the, the biggest problem, you look at online forums or you look at the internet in general, there's two big problems that they, you know, it was used to be one and now it's kind of both or the other. But the first is that everyone's voice counts as one online, right? Everyone, everyone that has an opinion, their voice counts equally. The second is, is that you're able to decide which voice to follow. And so either it's one where you look, oh man, this poll shows that's, oh, okay, I guess that's just a normal thing. Or this poll, it says that majority of people oppose this or that or the other thing. Okay, fine, I guess everyone's voice counts as one. Or for you and I, we, we go on the internet, we're able to decide which voice to follow and which voice to pay attention to. Right, yeah. But building a foundation that's Christ is, is doing that, is not doing that at all. It's weighing, it's not weighing Jesus's voice and what your mom says equally. Right. It's not weighing oh, yeah. Jesus's right. voice and what your friend says yeah. as being the same. That's not, that's not it. And it's not selectively listening. Any, any smart person, any, actually, you don't got to be super smart, can bring up a Bible scripture that will probably kind of tend to side with, with the way you want to go. Anybody can do that. Yeah. Is, is that the character of God or not, though? You know, there's this, uh, this, this book, it's called Wisdom Pyramid. It's, it's written by a guy, uh, Brett McCracken, I think his name is. Um, interesting name there. But, but he, I, I probably got that wrong. I don't know. I, I wrote down Brett McCracken and now I said it out loud and it sounds ridiculous. But he, he, he's trying to, to codify how, how we can get wisdom from God. And you can look at the, the bottom and it's with the Bible and this the local church or the national church. And, and that's, that's the foundation. Not, not everything's equal. If we're going to make Jesus the foundation, then his voice has to count for way more than even what majority of people's voices Amen. count for. That's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. If, if Jesus is, is your foundation, then you will run from your sinful desires. That, that's just a truth. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's keep reading here. It's, it's now it's 1 Corinthians 3, and it, it's a little bit longer of a bit. It says, If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames. And again, this passage is talking about God's church. And he's talking about building with care, building thoughtfully. 
And Paul is identifying there's some people who are, are claiming to follow this, this great preacher, or this great apostle. And he's like, no, 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 we're supposed to follow Christ, period. Yeah. And the, 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 other, the other thing that, you know, this is kind of a, a parallel scripture is in Matthew 7. And I, we read it, I, or I think you guys read it in house church, actually, but it talks about the, basically the storms and building on this solid ground and not yeah. building on sand. And that, that's, that's true, that we have this foundation. We've got to build on the right things, and we have to build thoughtfully once we are on the right things. But how do we, how do we know our, our identity? How do we know really where we stand? It's not when things are going well, but the storms of life is what's going to expose our identity. That's right. Yeah. Nobody, no, nobody expects a sudden loss of, of health and independence. Nobody expects a loved one to pass away. No one anticipates you being laid off at your job. No one expects your family to persecute your faith and your, your Christian, uh, your, your newfound Christian uh, faith. But, but that happens. In these moments, they expose our identity. In second grade, I, I threw a, a sled at a neighbor, and, wow. we, and, I, and I gave him a black eye. Oh. Had to talk to his dad afterwards. It was one of those uh, little saucer sleds, and I was able to just fling it, hit him in his eye, gave him a black eye, I talked to his dad, and his dad said, why'd you do that? I said, I don't know, but, but it happened. In sixth grade, I, I, I was so proud of myself, I told my dad, hey dad, I've Worn the same pair of socks three days in a row. I haven't <laughs> My dad looked at me and he said, why'd you do that? My response was, I, I, don't, I don't know. But it happened. In, in 2012, I was a sophomore, going to be a junior. In, in college, it was that summer. I was in Budapest, Hungary. This was right at the beginning of August. We had like three days left. To, to go there, we went there on a mission trip and there was 12 or so, I think there was about 12 disciples total and it seemed like left after right, all of them, left and right, all of them were getting sick right at the end. I mean, it was, it was exhausting circumstances. We would wake up and have a, a devotional at 8 a.m. We had to be on campus by 9 a.m. We would reach, you know, share faith for three hours. We got an hour lunch break and then we'd go back and do Bible studies and then after some of the, uh, Hungarian disciples got out of out of work then we do different Bible talks or events with them it was that for two months it was formative for my faith it was extremely exhausting and so people are tired we're getting done with this and we're just we're walking at night we had just gotten gelato and we're just walking and I found myself with a rock in my hand and I was just swinging it around and somehow I don't know what got into me I just thought, let me just try to throw this at this car. And I just, I, 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 from the bottom of my heart, I just flung it and it skipped on the ground, hit the, hit the, the bottom, like the undercarriage of the car, made a, made a sound and there was a screech, stop. And, and the guy who was leading this whole thing, he was about 25 at the time. He just looked at me and he said, you better run. And we, we ran and we got away from there. And then, and then afterwards he said, bro, what? were you thinking why'd you do that i don't i don't know but but it happened and it's true why, why did any of 
this stuff occur? Why? There, there's no, it's inexplicable. It doesn't make any sense. You've had stuff like that happen to you. You've right. done stuff and people yeah. have asked, why'd you do that? I don't know, but it happens. No, nobody gets married and plans on getting divorced, but it happens. Right. Nobody has children and plans. I'm going to be a bad parent to this child, but it happens. Yeah. Nobody finishes school or goes out in the world and decides I'm going to be greedy. I'm going to step on other people. I'm going to do everything I can to accumulate wealth and status and power, but it happens. Nobody plans to go through life bitter, joyless, and in despair, but it happens. And, and nobody plans to go to hell, but it happens. So we need to prepare for these storms so that we are ready and our identity is going to be shown to be one that God is proud of. Amen. Wow. We'll look here. We'll close up. It's 1 Corinthians 3. It says, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person for God's temple is sacred and you together are that temple. And then this last closing up part that we're looking at, God is just reminding his people Hey, this is who we are. Just remember, this is who we are. This is the, the culture that we said, don't you forget that, that you are God's temple, you are God's building, you are sacred, and you are set apart. God, God is saying, you are my, when you think about your family, I, I put before you probably your family has things that are unique to your family. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember there was a time in, in school, when I, I didn't, I, I went, basically, I, it was just this weird thing. I don't know. I was in, uh, this is another thing that I don't know why, but it happens. But I, I went to school, and we were just hanging out. It was a homeroom time, and uh, somebody said, well, I'll pay you $5 to, uh, to kiss this person's shoe. And um, $5, I mean, this was... <laughs> Back in 2004, I don't know, it was probably, it was back in my day, it was probably worth about $10 now, I don't know. And, and then in a few months, it'll be worth 12 bucks now. But, uh, so, you, I, I decided, okay, let me just kiss this person's shoe. And I remember coming home for, and I got five bucks out of it, and I remember going home and talking to my dad, and he looked at me, and he was like, sings, don't kiss other people's feet. And that was all he had to say. Amen. We had we had we had some rules. We things don't kiss other people's feet. Amen. Had, he said we only bow to God. Wow. So God is saying you 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 are my family, and and my family has has some some rules to live by. Right. That's right. There are choices that that make us holy, that make us precious to God, that make us set apart. So you. I want to ask us, are, are your choices, are they built on desire or are they built on wisdom? Good question, bro. Does Jesus have the greatest weight in all of your decisions? Wow, good question. Are you building a house that you can live in? Here we go. I, I want to close with a story and then we're going we're gonna to take communion here. It says, there was a carpenter who was getting older 
and was ready to retire. He told this to his boss. Certainly, the carpenter would miss the paycheck, but the time was right. He could spend more time with his wife and grandchildren and travel a little bit. His boss was sad but understanding. Carpenter had been a loyal and diligent employee for, for over 25 years. The boss asked for one more favor. He said, could you build just one more house before you retire? The carpenter was a little taken aback by this request, but he figured his boss had been really good to him, so he could throw him a little bone here. And he, he thought, I've got to travel a little bit, and so this could be a little bit of an extra paycheck. It, it could come in handy. As he started building, it was easy to see that his heart was not in his work. He resorted to shoddy workmanship and used inferior materials. He cut corners and was loose with measurements. It was an unfortunate end to his dedicated career. When the carpenter finished his work, his boss came to inspect the house. At the end of the inspection, he handed the front door keys to the carpenter. This is your house, he said. My gift to you. Wow. The carpenter was floored. What a shame. If only he'd known he was building his own house, right. he would have done it all so differently. Mm. Or he had to live in the home he'd so poorly built. Wow. So it is with us, though. That's right. Amen. Every, every decision we make is us building our identity. Make decisions today, make decisions this week to build with gold, silver, and costly stones. Amen. Remembering Jesus as he, he built with only the best and, and gave us the opportunity that we could even call on his name to be saved. Um, right now, Tony's going to come up and pray for, uh, for communion. Thank you so much for listening to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. If you're in the Kalamazoo area, we'd love to get connected. Please go to kalamazoo.church and fill in your information to come to a Sunday service or any other event that we have going on. In any case, you'll be hearing from us next week. Come on! Too busy saving souls.